Hello, and welcome to the Commingled Podcast, where we blend ideas about marketing, office life, and all things in between. I'm your host, Dennis Fish, and today I'm joined by Mike Gunderson, CEO at marketing services company Gunderson Direct, and Tej Coley, CEO at marketing technology company Expiriture. We will discuss enhancing attribution through technologies that we interact with daily, such as smart speakers, text messages, and QR codes. During this presentation, our guests will be displaying different materials on their screens. To view that collateral, visit our YouTube channel linked in the description, which has a video version of the episode. Commingle, mixing ideas for marketing strategy and tips for professionals. We've got some really great guests here today to help us kick this webinar series program off. Two people that I've uh, enjoyed getting to know and work with on projects over the last several years. We have Mike Gunderson from Gunderson Direct and Tej Coley from Expiriture and Easy Pearl. Uh, Mike and Tej, welcome. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks for having us. So, uh, so appreciate it. So we'll, we'll get right into it. We've got a lot to talk about and cover today. Um, Mike, I'll start with you. Your company, Gunderson Direct, um, you're a direct mail specialist and you focus heavily on creative. Um, can you tell us just a little bit more about your company and maybe share with us your outlook on customer acquisition programs in general right now? Yeah, um, so my company, Gunderson Direct, has been around for a little over 17 years. Uh, we started here in the Bay Area um, and we service uh, a bunch of different industries and verticals and um, have really stayed true to our direct mail roots. I would say 90% of the work that we develop is direct mail creative, program management, list and data services and production. Uh, we started as a creative agency uh, for about the first 10 years um, and then started to pivot into offering full turnkey services. So it's been really exciting for the business. Uh, we're about 20 people here, nice close uh, knit team and uh, super excited about where the industry is going. Uh, we've seen some huge growth over the course of the last five years. Uh, we were just named a top uh, or a uh, Fortune 5000 uh, private company, fastest growing private company. So we're super excited about that. Um, that's to be announced soon. Um, and just as kind of how we're seeing business going right now, uh, when COVID hit, uh, it hit us really, really hard early on. Um, so uh, really the, uh, the end of March and April were a bit tough. We had some clients instantly pause to preserve cash flow. Um, and we, um, you know, we, as a result, we were, we were harmed by that. But uh, we've been able to see a nice rebound um, in some of the businesses that we're working with, um, especially businesses um, you know, in the uh, insurance and uh, healthcare areas, obviously, um, those are doing really, really well. Um, telehealth and COVID-related mailings are doing uh, awesome. Um, also, uh, although SMB took a pretty big hit, uh, mainly because uh, if we can't get the mail into people's hands at their office, um, it's not going to be very effective. Um, we have seen that small business and cottage industry mailings are doing really, really well. So uh, we're excited about the growth of that. And then we're working right now with a lot of the SMB business uh, in order to start to identify how we can target um, these prospects at home. 
uh, versus um, at the office. And we're starting to work with our clients on a strategy to start getting that mail in hand. So uh, all things considered, we're starting to see a pretty big rebound, uh, which is exciting. Um, and we're just hoping that it can continue to stay um, in an upward motion as we get through Q3 and Q4. Awesome. That's, that, that's great. Good, good news to hear that some areas are rebounding pretty well. Um, Tej, we've worked with Experature and Easy Pearl on mail campaigns that integrate online engagement with, uh, with the offline mail piece, obviously. Can you tell us more about your companies? Uh, and if you would, please share with us, uh, you know, kind of what kind of general trends you're seeing with your clients. Sure, sure, absolutely. Um, so, uh, and first of all, thanks, Dennis. Uh, it's certainly a pleasure to be uh, be here today and uh, talk to you folks. Uh, you know, and I'll, I know a lot of a lot of you are um, are now experts at the uh, at the tele uh, conferencing and uh, using tools like Zoom. And uh, you know, it's great to be uh, able to you know spend time with uh, so many folks in an interactive session. Um, so, so Dennis, I mean, you, you know, absolutely. I think. Um, you know, from a uh, transformation standpoint, you know, it, it, you know, when we look at uh, so many events that have occurred, you know, in, and I don't, I don't mean to get into human history here, but certainly over the modern era, over the last, you know, even the last two, three, four decades, uh, there's always been a pivot point that's changed uh, the trajectory of things. You know, I think the dot-com bubble uh, was the beginning of the first, uh, you know, real scenario in the in, in the recent past where we see you know uh, spikes and changes in the way um, you know consumers interact and uh, now for us uh, I think with pandemic and COVID uh, a lot of that you know is affecting the way we communicate this uh, this event is a perfect example of that so you know in, in the marketing space which I think a lot of us are on this call um, you know, there's definitely a, uh, a lot of things that will be affecting the way we work, the way we communicate, the way we engage with our customers. And so, um, you know, digital and uh, omni-channel strategies, um, and most importantly, direct communication, uh, we feel is uh, really a very important next phase. You know, as an organization, just uh, Little tidbit about us: uh, Our two companies, Easy Pearl and Experature, are uh, are in the world of data-driven marketing. So we uh, we have platforms, uh, software platforms, on which uh, customers create uh, campaigns that reach their uh, members, guests, uh, consumers, uh, businesses uh, across uh, various channels. That can include, you know, email, SMS, push messaging, social media, and then of course. Direct mail being a you know probably the king of that of that direct marketing focus. So uh, you know what we're finding is using uh, tools and techniques that uh, you know help kind of influence um, uh, your campaigns uh, or help your campaigns influence that change in consumer behaviors is definitely the right approach. Great, hey, Tej. I know you you mentioned omni-channel. I know you've always been an, a uh, an evangelist for true omni-channel marketing. Um, take a moment and talk about your philosophies and strategies for effective omnichannel approaches. Sure, sure. So what I'd love to do, Dennis, is kind of just walk through, uh, uh, you know, a, a quick um, presentation here that hopefully will, you know, provide your 
your viewers uh, an opportunity to kind of experience, you know, what we're seeing. Uh, so with your permission, uh, if you guys can confirm that you can see my screen, I'd love to kind of jump in here and give you guys a quick peek. I think everybody should be able to see. All right, excellent, excellent. So folks, uh, what we're doing here is, you know, talking a little bit about, you know, personalization and what in the context of direct mail, which is really, I think, true to a lot of folks' hearts uh, that are on the call today, is what are the tactics and techniques that we think can help you uh, improve uh, your direct mail programs, boost responses from your direct mail programs, you know, ultimately help you get them uh, to, you know, be more reactive. And, um, you know, we, we look at it in really four di distinct steps here at, you know, Expeditor and Easy Pro. And uh, this is a strategy we've used with, uh, you know, thousands of clients over the last several years, uh, launched over 300,000 campaigns, billions of, uh, you know, direct mail pieces that have been leveraged uh, using our technology. So, you know, we've had a little bit of history here and, uh, you know, I'd love to share these over the next couple of minutes. Um, so the four key areas that we are uh, really encouraging our customers, and I think our customers to, to a large extent are, are driving this themselves, is looking at A, incorporating a more omni-channel responses or more omni-channel response options in their direct marketing. Uh, number two is incorporating a concept called personalized landing pages or leveraging personalization more deeper. Uh, the third is using analytics, uh, specifically as it relates to direct marketing in a much more efficient way than ever before. And then finally, you know, uh, really talking a little bit about how you can nurture communications. So, you know, what are these, uh, these, these response channels? And I just want to take a you know, step forward here, a quick, uh, quick step to talk about how it relates specifically to direct mail. So uh, when we look at a typical direct mail piece, uh, what we recommend our clients do and what a lot of folks these days are doing, they are incorporating as many channels as possible for that mail piece uh, to be able to be responded and drive a, you know, a higher conversion rate. Uh, in this case, variable QR codes, uh, call tracking, uh, texting, uh, keywords such as you know, refi to 89465 is an example, or leveraging personalized URLs are examples of how you can make that direct mail piece work harder, be smarter, and that approach ultimately will result in more leads of arriving in more channels. So, you know, a lot of folks have always taken the approach in the past that, you know, when you incorporate with direct mail, if you're using, let's say, a, you know, a 800 number, that's the approach you want to take. But ultimately, the more options in today's omni-channel environment you're able to incorporate, the better you are uh, because you're feeding that consumer's uh, self-generated behavior to, um, you know, to really consume messages in that way. Uh, one other technique that we uh, oftentimes talk about is the science behind personalization. And with this, you know, using personalized landing pages, which is a, a key characteristic a lot of our clients do, is incorporating pearls on their direct mail pieces can help boost response rates tremendously. You know, what we see here is, you know, a typical website homepage generating, you know, one or 2% response rates all the way up to 70 or 80% conversion rates when a user arrives at 
a personalized landing page. So we are big proponents of using personalization, not just in your letter, not just in your mail piece, but extending that across the ecosystem to incorporate it with uh, landing pages, uh, vehicle online that act as the destination where you're gonna drive your recipients and use that as a way to expand uh, the conversation that you can have with your members and guests and your customers, your, um, and you know, these are just examples guys of, you know, so many different industries, whether it's healthcare, hotels, um, you know, gaming and entertainment, um, you know, healthcare again, uh, automotive, uh, you know, using these strategies, our customers have really been able to kind of beat that, that reversal uh, of, uh, you know, that trajectory over the last several years where technology, or I should say direct mail, uh, you know, response rates as, you know, as a, as a total increase of uh, a volume of direct mail goes out uh, or email goes out, those response rates have printed downwards. We're now seeing a flattening of that curve, you know, sorry, maybe too soon, but also uh, uh, increasing the, <laughs> increasing, you know, that response rate uh, certainly to, uh, to help. And the last piece of this message that, you know, we advise our customers and, you know, most of them uh, take this, uh, you know, really upon themselves when you employ this, this type of omni-channel strategy and, you know, it's part of what our platform is able to do is essentially help diagnose the performance of that campaign very, very precisely. And, you know, for this, uh, I can jump into just a quick screen share here where you can see, you know, an example of a campaign dashboard that could be, you know, a, a, a great approach for folks that are using direct mail to see, you know, where your leads are coming in from very precisely. You know, these are your web leads. These are your inbound SMS leads. These are your call tracking leads. These are your, and you know, in, in the case of Pearls being able to uniquely identify each visitor to their personalized URL uh, down to their specific address and so on. So, you know, look, um, uh, obviously there's no silver bullet per se when it comes to, you know, dealing with the, the transformation in uh, consumer behavior. But the one thing, the overarching uh, approach that, you know, our businesses have taken is helping direct marketing uh, become smarter, work harder by incorporating uh, these techniques in a unified way into uh, your, uh, your marketing approach. I want to pause for a second here, Dennis, to see if there's anything you'd like to add. And, uh, you know, I did want to talk a little bit about nurturing, but, um, you know, let me toss this back uh, to you and uh, maybe we can uh, circle back in, in a couple of minutes. Absolutely. Um, Tej, great, great stuff. And I know that um, we've worked on a lot of projects using, using the pearls and, and QR codes and just, just seeing really good, really good results. Um, uh, we'll, we'll circle back on a couple things in a, in a moment. Mike, I know you guys have done a lot of things as well to, to blend the online and offline worlds. And you've got a new service called ResponFast that, that's really exciting. Can you talk a little bit about that and how it's helping your clients? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, uh, Ted, you mind stop screen? Oh, there you go. Um, yeah, I'll talk a little bit about Respond Fast. Um, I also have a, a slide deck here that makes it easier to explain. Um, so, 
Uh, we developed Respond Fast as kind of a way to figure out how do we tap into the popularity and growth of smart speakers um, and how can we make it easy and seamless for consumers uh, to respond uh, to direct mail offers simply using their voice. And in doing that, be able to get full uh, direct attribution back to that direct mail campaign. Um, and so uh, when I was thinking about this, uh, this is a new company, um, I figured something existed. And so I was just gonna tap into it and start offering it to my customers. But what I found was nobody else was doing this. And so um, I said, well, why don't I do this? So, um, so we worked uh, and put together a prototype I uh, have a patent pending for this technology, uh, and we're super excited to bring this to market early this year. Um, and, um, and I want to just talk to you a little bit about this new technology and how it might increase um, response for direct mail campaigns. So, um, you know, the first thing is, is it, there's no doubt how explosive the growth has been for smart speakers. Um, and in that growth, there's been two front runners, uh, Google and Alexa, both are the strongest competitors in this with Alexa owning most of that market share. Uh, our technology works on both those platforms seamlessly. Um, and um, it's really exciting for our customers to be able to tap into their smart speakers to do something other than setting a timer or playing music. Uh, or getting uh, daily news. So um, what we're really trying to do is start to build in consumer behavior to interact more with the smart devices in order um, to get more out of their marketing. Um, so as I mentioned, adoption has been about 88 million Americans uh, who own an Amazon Alexa or Google Assistant. 30% um, of those Americans who own one own more than three. Um, so they, you know, once they really do uh, lean into the technology, uh, they do like to have them in multiple rooms, which again makes response easier. Uh, enthusiasm, 61% of uh, smart speaker owners have encouraged their friends to purchase a device. And as I mentioned earlier, the penetration between these two players is the largest. And so that's where our uh, technology is focused. Um, things that you can use Respond Fast for are just anything that you could uh, market on a direct mail piece. So if you want to drive them to a landing page, offer them coupons and promotions. Uh, if you want to get surveys or ratings, um, you know, fast app downloads is, is key. It's very hard to get attribution through um, Apple's um, apps, app store. So um, by being able to track the click uh, and drive them directly to um, an app download, that allows you to see where that uh, where that uh, new customer came from. Uh, daily specials, uh, we have really great technology within this that will allow you to load in uh, on-demand audio. So if you have a podcast you just wanna bring up or you have a commercial or in radio, in, in market radio that you're already using, you can actually drive that uh, to play right on this, uh, right on the smart speaker as well. And then of course, custom brand experiences to start building those connections with customers. Um, and in addition, we, we brought this um, technology early to the USPS um, and we're able to get into their emerging and advanced technology discount. Uh, this has been really exciting because they're fully embracing this technology as something that, um, that they think will continue to grow. Um, and as part of that reward, they're offering customers until August 31st, a 2% postage discount. And as you can see, depending on your mail volumes, that can start to be fairly substantial especially since our service only costs uh, $399 a month. 
So I just want to talk to you a little bit about how it looks and how it works. Um, really, it's about a consumer getting a mail piece in their mailbox um, and then opening that mail piece, reading through it, hopefully being motivated to uh, take action. And then all they would simply do if they have a smart speaker is to say launch, respond fast and use the phrase get started. So uh, this is the uh, example we did for Policy Genius. So you can see once the letter is out of the envelope, there's your traditional call to action with your uh, URL and phone number. Uh, but then there's a new call to action. And what's great about this is this is truly new. Uh, consumers haven't really seen this. It could be um, a kind of a new and exciting way for them to respond to these offers um, and start to actually take advantage of that great technology that they have in their kitchen. Um, so as you can see here, there's a call to action at the bottom with a little icon for a smart speaker. And as I mentioned, just launch respond fast and use the phrase get started. So as I, uh, the way the technology works is um, really easy. And this, this is actually a live example. So if anybody is compelled to get uh, really great um, uh, coverage through uh, Policy Genius, I encourage you to use this. Um, but all they would do is simply uh, call up the launch respond fast, say the phrase get started. The smart speaker then asks them a few questions. Uh, typically it'll just be um, a little bit of information about the product or service. Um, it could be uh, Q and A, it could be, um, it could be other things like just brand information. Um, and so it's really ex uh, exciting to be able to interact with the smart device, get more information about the product. And then, um, and then they can actually provide their mobile phone number in order to um, uh, receive a text message at the end of the um, interaction. And that text message essentially is, uh, is a landing page on their mobile phone. So they can call uh, a dedicated agent uh, right away. They can also um, go right to the landing page. And all this is fully um, attributed back to the direct marketing campaign that it came from so that consumers know exactly uh, where that uh, where that prospect uh, was driven from. So that's a little bit about how Respond Fast works. We um, we have done uh, multiple testing, uh, and we have it in market with some very large fintech players. Um, so we're excited about the growth of this technology and um, the fact that. Um, the larger players that are in uh, market with this right now are continuing. They're seeing very good results and they're also um, not seeing a degrade in response. So by adding this brand new call to action, um, it has not scared any uh, consumers away from uh, responding, but has encouraged them to utilize a new method of re uh, responding to direct mail um, and is also allowed some of the direct mail itself to have, have some new innovation included. Mike, that's, that, that's great stuff. Um, and Mike and Tej both, uh, those were two great examples of, you know, methods to boost response rates through technology. Um, and Tej, I'll throw this to you first, and then Mike, you can jump in after. But is, is there sort of an overarching philosophy, Tej, that has driven you to invest in these kind of technology techniques? Sure, sure. Uh, Dennis, and, and thanks for that. Um, you know, it, it's interesting that you say that and uh, it, it, there, there actually is, and uh, one of the uh, key areas, and I think, uh, you know, looking at Mike's example, for instance, is these tactics, which ultimately help boost response rates from direct mail, um, you know, whether it is using a personalized URL, whether it's a, um, 
a QR code, whether it's a smart speaker example that uh, Mike just went on to uh, to describe, which looks very cool, uh, or uh, you know, uh, leveraging um, you know inbound texting as keywords. These are all fundamentally what we call sort of an omni-channel uh, approach that is uh, essentially facilitating uh, or, or binding into that changing consumer behavior, which uh, you know, has, has, you know, has drastically evolved over the last you know, several years with so many channels being, um, you know, in, you know, being adopted by, by folks because of smartphone prevalence and everything else. So what is the strategy, the big strategy that we encourage our clients to take uh, is to essentially help, uh, you know, unify or unify your communications across your touch points and, and channels. So, you know, that single, uh, you know, the, the, the mission being here, sending that, you know, that cliche mission, send that right message to the, to the right customer on the right channel at the right time is fundamentally achieved by almost stepping away from your thinking about uh, what omni-channel is. Because a lot of folks, you know, think, hey, you know, I'm doing email today. I'm doing, um, you know, direct mail today. I'm doing maybe some SMS marketing. But ultimately, by using either a different systems or a siloed approach, what you're doing is essentially batching and blasting uh, similar communications to the same consumer across those different channels. And the omni-channel approach, which ultimately involves the strategy involves these tactics, uh, such as what Mike mentioned or what I mentioned earlier, uh, is ultimately unifying those communications so that you're integrating all of these uh, all of these tactics uh, and connecting the dots where if somebody responds to your uh, you know your uh, visits your landing page or your personalized landing page. Now let's trigger a follow-up response to them this way. If they don't, we're going to send them a text message. And this is where that holistic strategy that our platform, the Experiential Platform is one example of a you know, great platform that supports that, essentially helps our clients elevate their game and you know, take advantage of these stats, which is you know, boosting customer experience by uh, 23x you know, 91% greater, uh, you know, customer retention or 30% uh, higher lifetime value. So let's look at this again in the context of one very specific, um, um, you know, uh, uh, campaign that, you know, may help describe this omni-channel approach. So what you see here are essentially channels, emails in this case and SMS, again, running on our platform, but certainly can be employed on other platforms as well, where you're leveraging uh, a, a workflow, an experience, each step of that experience, as is described by these different sets of communications, are essentially being driven by what happens in the step before. So platforms like Experature or, you know, um, you know others are now able to bring this approach to you as a uh, marketer by binding that customer 
uh, life cycle, you know, the stage they're in, uh, whether they've looked at something, they've clicked on something, they've opened something, they've responded, or your sales agent has tagged a specific, uh, you know, stage in the CRM against that customer. And we're able to automate those follow-up communications to be precisely tailored to that very stage in the journey. And so, you know, when you look at it uh, at a very, very high level, what we think about Omnichannel today is really broken down into two distinct components. Omnichannel as a method of acquiring customers, which is using uh, techniques like Mike mentioned, or, you know, uh, techniques like, for instance, uh, you know, your, <clears throat> your personalized URLs, uh, you know, call tracking, uh, keywords, QR codes, using Omnichannel as a way to give them more options to raise their hand. And then the other part of Omnichannel is to use that Omnichannel approach to now loyalize that customer and actually get them to take the next step with you once you've identified them. And, you know, blending those two strategies essentially is what helps, you know, our customers and certainly customers, uh, organizations that have taken that approach to boost their direct mail response rates dramatically. Uh, so for example, our Easy Pro platform supports that acquisition, you know, boosting response rates from direct mail using all of these tactics. And, you know, a platform like Experature on the marketing automation side now will take those leads and help nurture them at every stage in the journey. And, uh, you know, we've literally thousands of examples of this within our ecosystem and millions across, you know, all the various organizations that do this today. So, guys, none of this, even though, you know, I know this is an innovation, um, you know, uh, 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 presentation and uh, what Mike's doing is, is very, very cool. I think it's even more cutting edge in terms of, uh, you know, where the future could be. Um, but, you know, a lot of these techniques are very mature standards today that are being used across industry. And, you know, we certainly encourage folks that are on this call uh, to look at these options, you know, within your existing ecosystem or, or outside. Thanks, Tej. Mike, I'd love to get your thoughts there as well, kind of on the, the overriding philosophies. But I'd also like you to comment. I know, Mike, you've written a little bit about, and uh, we've talked about the postal system, which is, you know, in the news again this week, where everybody's saying, oh, is the postal system going to cut service or shut down, which is something that we heard a few months ago. So I'd love to get your thoughts there as well as some of the philosophical uh, reasons for investment in this technology. Well, I'll just um, I'll start with the investment in technology. I mean, Tej is absolutely correct. I mean, as we get more sophisticated, um, and as um, you know, as direct mail, uh, you know, needs to, to include some innovation. I think being able to allow consumers to respond where they're most com comfortable responding is going to be key um, to conversion. Um, and I think you know, to me, uh, like bringing in new technology like Respond Fast. Um, you know, I think this is this is exciting. You know, it's something new. It's something different. And uh, what our platform allows too is just the the ability to build a brand experience. So actually, go beyond you know Alexa's voice and actually use live voiceover or music or add video to an Echo Show or something like that through the direct mail. You can really see how your direct mail can come alive and be an ex 
extension of your brand uh, beyond direct response. So I think it's really exciting to see where it's going. Um, for the USPS, I mean, look, um, I think there's so much change going on in the world right now, and there has been for many years. Um, and I think that the USPS has to make a shift. You know, they have to start being more innovative about how they're approaching their business and continue to allow for um, a reasonable rate for, um, for delivering mail so that uh, direct marketers can continue to take advantage of that channel um, economically. Um, I do think I, I did write a blog about things that I felt like the USPS could do right away with, with what they have in order to, um, to start to increase revenue and start to think about their business a little bit differently. Uh, the one thing they have is physical locations, employees, and a fleet of trucks. And so to me, it's a no-brainer to have a few of those things uh, work as an asset to help build that business or move it in a different direction. Uh, and just three quick ideas that I, I think we probably all had uh, every once in a while as we're thinking about the USPS is, um, you know, when you take the fleet, I mean, to me, it's a no-brainer um, is to utilize that fleet for advertising revenue. I think that would make uh, a lot of sense. Uh, the same truck drives down your uh, route every single day and um, and it's geolocated so um, you can you can uh, promote your local theater or you can promote a national brand it's, and to me it would be a really exciting way uh, to do um, to do uh, advertising. Uh, the second part of that is I think the fleet plus employees, um, they're at your house every single day. There's no reason why we can't turn that into some sort of service. Uh, that could go um, from, from the home monitoring uh, to wellness checks to even market research. Uh, so again, tapping into ways that we can utilize what the USPS already has as assets in order to increase the revenue of that, um, of that um, of that company. And then finally, brick and mortar, um, you know, offering banking services, you know, uh, the, the United States used to offer banking service through the USPS, um, you know, from 1911 to 1966. So and it was fairly successful with actually driving revenue. Um, and this is a really easy thing to implement and put back into our USPS. Uh, and then just kind of a fun one uh, to utilize brick and mortar is why not allow some retailers to throw in some pop-up shops or utilize the, the real estate inside the USPS to, um, to have a different business function. Um, and I think those are just some fun ideas that they should definitely consider as part of uh, being able to grow the revenue um, of, that, of that company. Um, anyway, I'll, I'll send out the blog link afterwards. It's a fun read. And of course, this is just big ideas being thrown out there. But I think there's some real merit to some of those ideas. And the USPS truly just has to think about a shift in their business if they want to continue operating in the capacity that they're operating. Great. Great thoughts, Mike. Really, really interesting ideas there. Um, Tej, one more quick quick question for you, and then I think we'll, we'll get to some questions. You and I had an interesting conversation last night, and you were talking about how you're seeing media consumption uh, change. Um, can you expand on that? See, tell what, what are you seeing, and what do you think is going to last sort of, I guess, post-pandemic? <laughs> well, you know... Uh... I don't want to sound like I, I have all the answers here, Dennis, but, uh, you know, we've obviously all been thinking about this so long and hard uh, uh, over the last few months with, with very little else to do. But, um, but you know, I, I think that one of the most interesting trends, and, and, you know, if you look at the markets today, you know, there usually are a good um, predictor, uh, or at least in, in many cases have been, on where trends are going. And, um, you know, you see a lot of industries beaten down, then you see others that are, you know, just shooting through the roof. Perfect example of that is, of course, you know, your 
old faithfuls like, uh, because they're old now, is uh, Tesla, the electric movement, the fever there on trucks, cars. Uh, then you have the uh, e-commerce companies that are, you know, really exploding, whether it's groceries or, you know, supermarket chains or, uh, or just traditional Amazon uh, products and services. And then, of course, you have, you know, the marketing companies. Uh, I think a lot of people uh, dig on the digital side, a lot of folks haven't been paying attention to companies like, for instance, uh, Salesforce or HubSpot or others uh, that are, um, you know, at all-time highs in their stocks. And so, you know, why is that? And, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the interesting thing here is that, you know, as uh, just like in any tipping point situation uh, where there's been, you know, an event that's, you know, affected change, uh, the pandemic to a large extent has affected change. You know, there's about 30, 40 percent of the population that's been resistant to as, as hard as it, as crazy as it sounds to uh, change. That change being, you know, moving into uh, for instance, um, uh, online shopping or, you know, consuming digital media. And so they were forced into that change. And that's a big, big deal. Even a 20% lift or 25% lift pre-pandemic of people that have made that flip is, is enough to justify some of these lofty valuations we're seeing. And so what does that means to the average everyday marketer is, believe it or not, if you're in direct mail, which I think a lot of you are, this is really good news for you because the traditional methods of marketing, you know, the broadcast, you know, the over the top media, outdoor uh, channels where, uh, or, you know, even those partnership channels that depend on retail, you know, whether it's someone selling insurance at a point of sale within a, you know, a, a big box retailer, those opportunities have now shrunk dramatically. And they're not likely to come back anytime soon. And even if they did, it's gonna take a while for that recovery. So where does that leave you as a consumer focused organization is to be more precise and more targeted and reach people where they are. And the one thing we know where they are today <laughs> is their homes because that's where they're stuck and they have nowhere else to go. Uh, so, you know, that is why uh, direct marketing as a method, um, you know, which has always been sort of the redheaded stepchild, if you will, I'm sure you guys agree, is, uh, is suddenly uh, becoming uh, the norm. And, you know, it's interesting, and I'll end with this last piece. You know, the concept of what is direct marketing is also shifting. Yeah, yeah. The, the traditional method of saying, hey, direct marketing means I got to put a piece in the mail. Yes, very, very, very important. But even social media can be a direct marketing channel if you're using something called custom audience where you're matching a physical address file. And we do this for clients. It's a part of our omni-channel strategy. Um, in fact, I believe we might've done this with uh, Dennis Yu as well, where you take your direct mail pieces and before you drop them into the mail stream, we're using something called addressable geofencing where we're matching every record to their Facebook and social media profiles, and we're chasing them around with ads before the mail piece arrives. We're appending emails. We're hitting them, again, with the personalized URLs and then following them up with nurturing. So that is how you use that postage stamp, in my opinion, today to maximum effect. And it's, it's a great time to do this because 
there's finally technology today that puts all this together without having to invest in 10 different systems and spend, you know, potentially three times as much as your direct mail uh, to make that happen. And that's no longer uh, required because uh, software solutions are available to, uh, you know, add this very, very incrementally. Fantastic. Uh, Tej and Mike, thank you. We've got a couple of questions. I'll just take them in order that they came in. Um, first question was around, Mike, and for you, the price of RespondFest. I think you referenced a $3.99 per month. Can you confirm that was a per month cost for uh, RespondFest? That's right. Yeah. Um, so we, we keep it low cost um, because we want to uh, get adoption. The more adoption we have, the more behavior we can change. So, uh, so we're making the, the, uh, the, the very entry to add respond fast to your direct mail camp, uh, campaign super easy. And then when you couple that with the USPS discount, obviously it's a, it's a no brainer. So um, yeah, we're excited about that. And the, the way the business model works for us is scale, you know, so as we get more people on the platform, um, that $3.99 will, will um, definitely pay the bills and we're excited about uh, being able to, to offer it at such a low cost. Great. Um, and next question was for Tej. Um, Tej, what, what are the top industries that you're seeing are having the biggest lifts in response from Pearls? Uh, well, uh, for, for those folks that are in finance here, uh, you'll, you'll probably celebrate because it is actually uh, the biggest, uh, uh, the largest adopter of Pearl technology today in, in North America. And, you know, we're, we're the leading provider of this in, in the U.S. Uh, and, and, you know, in North America today, in fact, worldwide. Um, financial services, whether it's personal lending, whether it's, um, um, you know, automotive lending, whether it's uh, mortgage, whether it's uh, even debt settlement, um, you know, all of those industries, banking, uh, I'd say close behind, very, very close behind is um, um, automotive, um, uh, healthcare, healthcare, we, we're doing enormous campaigns, we're talking about huge multi, multi-million piece campaigns monthly for major uh, managed care providers, uh, you know, to communicate with their uh, members. Uh, retail um, is another, uh, you know, the problem with retail, I think and that's, that's true mostly in the direct mail world, is when you're selling a one-off item, it's very hard to justify putting uh, a postage stamp on a piece. So think about it in context of really any service, whether it's, you know, even when I was talking about financial services, financial advisory, um, we see it in any services industry uh, across the board, uh, any high value consumer product across the board. Uh, and then of course, you know, we're very, very big in gaming and entertainment, uh, casinos, uh, events. So really, you know, really it runs the gamut. Sorry if that wasn't, you know, as specific, but I do think that uh, financial services has been one of the catalysts for adoption because of the ability to be so precise with what they can present to those customers when they arrive at their pages. Awesome. Um, and then the last question, Mike, is for you, um, a comment, uh, uh, your technology is very cool. Can you share any early case studies on A-B testing holdouts with this technology? Yeah, so we're working with uh, two very, very big mailers right now um, that are at a huge scale. So this is going to give us some really great indication 
on, um, on how it all performs. Uh, those have also been A-B tested. Um, early on, we worked with a, a large FinTech company here in San Francisco, uh, where we did um, two large um, cells, over 500,000 each, one with ResponFast, one without. Uh, the one with ResponFast actually uh, had an increased response rate of about a 5% lift, but not so, so not much, but some increase in response. And we think partly that's due to the fact that this FinTech uh, company is very technology focused and it's going to a cohort that um, is also likely technology focused and uh, is comfortable responding to um, to mail, uh, you know, utilizing their smart speaker. So uh, what we haven't seen is a degrade in response. By adding this additional call to action, we haven't seen a decrease in response in any of the mailers that we've that we've seen uh, that we've put out into market. Uh, and in addition to that, when you again couple that with a USPS discount, which we're hoping we'll get again next year, um, this is kind of a, a no-brainer to save uh, quite a bit of money in postage. Uh, but also providing a new and exciting way for consumers to respond to your mail. That's great. Um, well, uh, Tej and, and Mike, thanks. Thank you both so much for joining us today. Um, I, I always enjoy talking with both of you and sharing some ideas. And this has all been been great stuff, and I think great ideas for all of our participants. Um, I do just want to note, and I'll, I'll, I'll call out one. Uh, one participant noted in, in the chat about, um, you know, spreading the word about the USPS and, and the beliefs that everybody here has, obviously, in the system. There's probably nothing better that, that we can all do than to, you know, invest in the industry that supports us all. So uh, please share all the positive information you can about the post office to sort of tamp down some of the negativity that might be out in, in the press. That concludes this episode of Commingled. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back next month with a brand new episode. Stay connected with us on LinkedIn and YouTube so you don't miss out on any updates. Take care, everyone.